system. Welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is moot. My name is Joe. I'm with my co-host Jeremy and our guest Aaron, the Bible boy, Boyle, who is going to tell us all about, you know, what Jesus is up to. So, um, where do we start? Boyle, tell us about the Bible. What is it? What does it do? Well, it's really old. I can tell you that much. (laughs) So, oh gosh, the Bible. Me and the Bible have a complicated history. I'm actually a fallen paladin, you know. Um, I went to seminary, but it wasn't the kind of seminary you're thinking of. Yeah, because I'm thinking insemination right now. Well, I mean, it probably happens a lot in like Bible areas too, I would imagine. It was a liberal seminary, so that did happen. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was kind of one of those heretical institutions where uh, we're not taking the Bible literally, so we must all be heathens and unsaved. Uh, And then we are liberal Christians, so we don't really read the Bible a ton. Uh, but we think about theology, and by we, I mean a few select students. So the Bible, I don't know. What do you all think about when you think of the Bible? Well, when I think of the Bible, I think of, I don't know, like just generally like like uh, old-timey stories like the Prince of Egypt and stuff like that, you know? But yeah. I, I, think about, I think about it in terms of like the DreamWorks animation. <laughs> yeah that's a pretty good one for sure yeah, yeah. they got some some really sweet songs in that one <laughs> yeah the bible's got some uh got some things to it uh let's see oh yeah so kind of winding back and going all over the place yeah i was all studying my heathen theology and learning about the bible and then i'd go out into a church or so and be talking like hey want to talk about your theology do you have a moment for me to speak to you about theology and the answer was invariably no um (laughs) that's interesting though like why i feel like if you went to any sort of place and i don't want to you know i know religion isn't seen as a hobby for people who are religious you know what i mean but it's i feel that if you if you're part of something that you take that you find very very important you would want to talk about it more and you know kind of get excited about it yeah that was uh that was my thought too uh and it had played no small part in my deconversion so i'm sitting there in seminary and i'm getting all this cool stuff like hey what's the nature of god and some fancy words like theodicy the problem of evil if there's a good god why is there so much damn evil and things like that and so i was getting inundated with all of this and the revelation that uh, revelation all pun intended that the bible was not just written in like a month or so but the books were written across a thousand years uh some of the oldest books are not they're not in order either like exodus is older than genesis um and so all kinds of heresy like that but yeah yeah it was very odd to me that people wouldn't want to talk about their theology uh in I also had some interesting interactions with classmates. So, so we, we're liberal school, 
I uh, don't really necessarily think the the Bible events happened as such, or maybe they did, maybe they didn't. We we're more worried about the historical context behind it. Um, okay, here's a shocker for y'all. We accepted and encouraged LGBT folk. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Shocks me. Um, I know a couple of churches based on the signs that they have, but they do not. They're within, you know, a mile of my house. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when there's a seminary across town, I think I mentioned this, Jeremy, at some point, and they were the Southwest Baptist uni uh, Seminary University or something like that. I, it, it'd always be funny when you just run into somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I go to Southwest Theological or whatever, and I'm like, I go to Bright and you just kind of nod and there's this like, because they were super conservative and definitely probably not cool with LGBT and it would just always be this little awkward moment, which I thought was funny. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you guys had I never story. really understood why the why the Bible people uh, don't like gays. Like, I, I get that it says in the book that uh, it's not it's not cool to be gay, right? Well, but so... In Leviticus, you have like the same like the same book. They also say, you know, don't eat shrimp, don't wear clothes from like two different fabrics. And yeah, people aren't that ragey about those things. Why? Why? Why specifically the gay issue? Why is that? Why is that uh, bugging them so much? I I'm not exactly sure why it started that way or why it became that way. It really uh, a lot of these stories. So okay, so for example. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah like they're not explicitly saying anything about gay sex or something like that um, and oh, I it's just wishful thinking from the priest <laughs> he's, like, he's yeah, just man. sitting there daydreaming about sodomizing some altar boys and it's like Sodom and Gomorrah must have been fun <laughs> that must have been real pop in there but yeah. uh yeah, you and, hear that on YouTube and stuff like too. Like when they, when they're talking about gay sex and stuff, the priests, they always they 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 always go like, uh, "Oh, don't fall into temptation." Like, how tempted are you? How tempting is gay sex with boys for you? Yeah, like for real, it's like yeah, uh, like whether you're whether it's just you know good old fashioned you know man on man sodomy or some. Some of that uh, Catholic style pederasty, you know, it's like <laughs> so tempting to you. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. And ah, let's just go with it. Interesting. You bring up pederasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you'd yeah. ever hear that. Uh, so, uh, when Paul, I don't know, that dude's such a dick. But setting that to the side. Uh, when he says something about, you know, uh, laying with a man being bad or whatever, uh, one of the things in seminary that was kind of thrown out there was, in my seminary, not that other hellhole, um, <laughs> was that it, they probably might have been talking more about pederasty than, like you said, like good old-fashioned man, adult man and adult man. Yeah. They were probably talking about pederasty instead. Well, that's interesting. That changes things a lot, obviously. Yeah. And then, yeah, because that's a much more reasonable rule. Yeah. And then, of course, back in Leviticus, yeah, like you're saying, there's all these other weird things you're not supposed to do. 
and it's a uh, the word for it the hebrew word that's like abomination or whatever is toeba which means a divinely sanctioned boundary so it's yeah i mean they choose abomination divinely sanctioned boundary i mean it's somewhat similar but it's not quite the same uh and then yeah. sodom and gomorrah there's this stuff called like reception history and i can't remember the take but the reception history for sodom and gomorrah was much different until sometime in the ad or sorry ce uh, <laughs> so what is reception history yeah, so reception history is kind of how church communities would have interpreted certain stories over time. So a uh, given story might have um, one meaning for X amount of years and then just kind of gets turned on its head later on. Um, and so that's, that's, that's always different. something that... What's that? I was going to say, that's different than just abolishing purgatory, right? Like it's not... It's not that it's how people slowly shifted their views, not like they just have a tribunal one day and they're like, okay, we're changing these things. Yeah, is it's it, a, it's over. Is time. it like the, is it like the whole thing with the Virgin Mary, like how it's lost in translation? Yeah, um, it's lost in translation, I think is a kind of good way to think about it. It's, yeah, it just kind of what the societal values are at that time mixing with this faith tradition that's being passed down through time mixed with current events i mean probably some of the times it would have been um maybe i don't know i don't think any of it was very quick i'll put it that way um, so yeah. <laughs> uh oh yeah so about the Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't know. So the story itself is talking about a bunch of people like trying to rape angels. And when I'm looking at it, I'm like, that seems to be the main point. I don't think they're all simply, oh yeah, like Asa X and stuff. It's like, well, I don't know, like maybe more that the angels had to like hide from the god dang freaking crowd that was trying to rape them so i i, I think that's more the takeaway it just i would feels take. like from what i know about angels which is granted limited and much based on like video games and fucking supernatural uh <laughs> it seems like a bad idea to try and rape angels yeah i mean it does seem like it's kind of a basic lesson that maybe didn't need to be included but uh one of the things i also learned was if if you said uh, that you shouldn't do, it's like a sign, uh, you know, don't slip on the PP here or some shit. <laughs> Somebody slipped yeah. on it, you know? So, <laughs> so in the, <laughs> in the Bible, I mean, okay. I don't know. Maybe somebody was assaulting angels. I don't know. But uh, uh, one of the big ones that comes up though, for the <laughs> Hebrew Bible, which is what you call it, by the way, if you don't want to just be low key anti-Semitic, but if you do, you can say Old Testament, or as I like to say, the O-G-O-T. Um, is the Hebrew Bible, like, is the Old Testament different from the Torah? Uh, yeah, so um, so it's all considered a Hebrew Bible that would be interchangeable with the Old Testament. The Torah is uh, the first five books, and that's like a faith core for the um, Jewish community. 
and then the rest of it is like the profits and the history and, and things like that. So yeah. Okay. So, so everybody's so the is just like the first first part of the Old Testament and the Old Testament is like like a revised version of it and then they added the New Testament, which is like all new and better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you say new meta <laughs> yeah that's a that's pretty applicable uh yeah it was well the crazy thing is that the old testament or the hebrew bible if you will was written over like a thousand years and so some books were written here some books were written there and then you have the little complication of these dudes called scribes who were basically editors too. And so one of the many different ways you can tear apart a text, uh, it's the term for it's called exegesis. It's uh, looking at the historical context or looking at um, any kind of given context, uh, you know, maybe even a political one that that's dicey because it's so long ago. But there's this thing that's extremely boring, but definitely important called redaction history. And so we have scripts from a certain time of say Exodus, and then we have one from a later time and then um, they're different. And what does that say? That gives you a new, gives new light to what you're studying basically. Yeah. I want to hear some crazy Bible stories now. Some crazy Bible stories. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear some. We some had that episode of Gilgamesh um, and you had, you had said, because I, I read the passage in, where, where Jacob wrestles the angel and you pointed out that it wasn't referring to his hip when the, the angel like hip checked him. He was actually yes. probably hitting him in the balls. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that came from a professor at, at uh, good old Bright Divinity School, my liberal seminary of heresy and such. And yeah, they said that was more like um, the dick. And, <laughs> and then I mean, Jeremy asked, well, you know, then what does it mean it was out of place? And I'm thinking about him like, like biologically, the best I can come up with is he broke his dick, dude, which I guess can happen. So God broke God Jake just, in the dick. God just punched Jake in the dick. Yeah, basically. What a, what a pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah God, he's kind of. What a pussy God is. Like, God is, like, in general, from all the stuff I've heard about God, I haven't met the guy, but he sounds like such a bitch. Like, he's, he's like, egotistical. He's uh, jealous. He's, you know, uh, cries about absolutely everything. He's really vindictive. Kind of, like, both passive-aggressive and active-aggressive at the same time. And it always has to have its way. It's like fucking Eric Cartman. <laughs> yeah well and he's but he, he's like a sore winner and i can think of a whole fucking party that's a sore winner right now you know there's yeah <laughs> it's a real foul-assed attitude to have if but you're it's like, like you made the universe like you created all of the universe everything you've created like earth is not even a blip on the radar it's such a small it's not even a grain of sand on a massive beach it's such a teeny teeny part and of this teeny teeny part in all of time mind you because you're eternal as well you know there's like millions of billions of people and in one of these instances you go into this grain of sand 
in this soup of time, you find a period of time, find one little organism on that planet, then you go down there, you challenge that organism to a fight, you lose, and you hit him in the dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm not impressed with God. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard there's a differentiation between, uh, you know, Old Testament God and New Testament God. Like, there's the, there's the God of vengeance, and then there's the God of... Uh, I don't know, not retribution or, or maybe so, so sort of. That's actually kind of um, so the whole Hebrew Bible versus Old Testament thing. If you're calling it the Old Testament, you're you're kind of yeah, you're saying it's an evolutionary shift. Uh, that's kind of what we would fall into supersessionism, which is saying our Bible is better than that old one. I guess we'll look at it sometimes. So it's really a bit more muddied than that. A lot more muddied. Uh, the God in the, in the old Testament, uh, is like me bipolar as fuck. Like this dude, <laughs> he gets excited. He gets a hard on for Jacob has to go fucking fight him or whatever. He vengeance is this and vengeance is that and fucking goes crazy. But, but you have in Leviticus, you actually have some of the kernel of, of love your neighbor as yourself. That's in Leviticus too. Um, so God is a bit more complicated than that. Usually when you're hearing God of vengeance versus um, God of like redemption and stuff, that's signaling a theology that has not been examined most likely or at, and no offense to you, Jeremy, but <laughs> Your theology sucks, dude, but, uh, <laughs> and it's just, it, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm kind of glad you brought that up, because it is, uh, it is a bit different than what's often thought of, uh, but it's kind of like having it both ways, you should try to keep the Old Testament away until you need it to oppress the gays or something, you know, until you're like, hey, um, well, I guess we can look at the Old Testament now, and then it's all forgetting a very important point that Jesus was a goddamn nerd, dude. He uh, was in the temple and what was available at the time, the Hebrew Bible. Dude knew it in and out. So the New Testament is better looked at as an interpretation of uh, of the Old Testament, uh, or at least Jesus as one of the things he did the most was kind of interpreting a lot of the things from the Old Testament. So that's really interesting. Yeah, so. I've always thought of Jesus as like a showman. He's like, I can walk on water. And and because and, you, you think about, you know, the stories about him, not his role in defining how people would see religion for the next 2,000 years. <laughs> yeah, and that's real convoluted as well, of course. You have the people who really write was that. a showman, wasn't he? Like, you go to a wedding, there's not enough wine, and you go like, hey, look at me, I can turn the water into wine, guys. Like, the, I, I, don't, I don't see, like, the... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't see, like, the ceremonious value of that. Like, it doesn't sound very, like, sanctimonious and, and, and awe-inspiring. It literally sounds like some guy showing up with a bunch of six-packs. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, and may it could well have been that you know like just reading shit into things uh after the fact uh for example like all the letters that um 
that Paul wrote supposedly like he might I think he wrote like half of them we think and the other dude was like pseudo Paul or some shit and uh well it might have been more than one person and it was just like their interpretation and they're like oh yeah we're gonna go ahead and a hundred years later reinterpret everything so i think that happened with jesus what a is, lot too. what is the moral behind that story though because i've heard that story of jesus making like water into wine many times it's like very famous for that yeah so but it's why did he do that like what 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 what's the what what would the priest say to explain that it, it's pretty it's likened to communion it's a communion story in a lot of ways. So it's kind of about getting together as a community and providing a meal together. And it's got this kind of spiritual. Yeah. But that's like, it. I get the, I get the fish and the bread one. Cause that's like, I'm feeding people, you know? Yeah. But wine, wine is not a necessity for survival. Wine is like a recreational drug. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, I don't know. That, that's like, that's like Jesus providing for the community by showing up with like a projector and a big screen. <laughs> it's not strictly yeah. necessary but it's very appreciated <laughs> yeah and i think jesus might have done a lot of that you know like or i yeah. mean in the stories as they're told at any rate in the bible yeah like not strictly necessary but greatly appreciated like that was kind of he was yeah. your dude for that like no no wonder he got disciples it's like hey jc coming with the entertainment yo you know <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, Lazarus died. Oh, well, he's bringing him back to the party. And then he just, you know. Zaps him back. Yeah. <laughs> so what what other interpret like, what other really common words in the Bible besides hip are misunderstood and they had a different meaning back in the day? How many Feet. different ways did they say dick? <laughs> Feet is dick, for sure. Feet? Okay. Feet? Hip must be dick. Uh, Wait, that means... Did you, that means did you married... say feet is dick? Yeah, oh, yeah. Feet's definitely dick. <laughs> oh, so, so, so Jesus was washing people's dicks? I guess I heard about was that. Jesus washing people's dicks. Oh, well... Yeah, because he was washing people's so, feet in that one thing, right? That was like a whole thing. So the, the <laughs> difference there might be that uh, Hebrew Bible is written in, in ancient Hebrew, like all the Old Testament. That's the original language. And the New Testament's in Greek, so I don't know if dick carries over. I don't remember. No, it doesn't. Okay, so wait, like, foot equals dick in either Greek or Hebrew? Uh, in, yeah, it's in Hebrew. My wife just corrected me. She grew up in okay. a save them church and don't is let the, women talk. Is foot fetishism very popular among the Hebrews? I don't know. Well, okay. <laughs> dick fetishism is extremely popular in the quote-unquote ancient near east uh a lot of the reason that you have so much dick obsession is because i well i don't know exactly but a lot of the treaties uh, like they would have dick language or like yeah we owned you you know with our dicks and you know you know we raped your society and sh i don't know if they put it like that but uh, a lot of the texts in... You sound like frat boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ancient frat boys. Wow, they shit. They sound like frat boys. Like, they're just like, oh, we beat your civilization, bro. And then they draw a dick on your city's walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much. And so, I mean, if everybody talking about dick and 
they got all their million gods. Your god better be talking about dicks too. So, yeah, the Greeks had like satyrs, right? Those those that's basically just half man, half goat or horse, depending on the time you live in. But no matter whether it's a goat or a horse, it's a humongous dick on that dude. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, like that third was like bending upwards. <laughs> so, oh my god! So if I if I make a if I make a dick joke and somebody rolls their eyes, I'll just be like, "Well, I'm, I'm a traditionalist, owing up to my humanities." Like, yeah, <laughs> it's so, in the Bible, man. <laughs> this is this is biblical. <laughs> yeah, I have I was related. Uh, my wife related to me a good bible story about feet earlier i might mess it up but so yeah because i was one of those heretic christians that i, I don't have as much volume <laughs> but i've read for quality <laughs> in the bible so quantity it's an always my strength but this one was uh was ruth and she um her husband died and a bunch of shit happens well one of the things was that she talks about her being with her friend forever who's a woman to the end of the days and it's kind of like hmm oh, so they were like yeah you know, they were like uh y- your aunt carol kind of and her friend <laughs> yes kind of like a, yeah like a like a, a, a keeping it down low lesbian couple oh yeah and david and jonathan too but that's a whole nother story <laughs> they were probably involved he was involved with a lot of people david liked to get around um but yeah, Ruth was like, uh, I don't know, whatever, all that shit happens. And David, like King David, the guy with the sling? Oh, yeah, King David. Yeah, yeah. He had his, okay. his real He's... suspiciously cr- close bro, Jonathan. This makes, makes, makes me think of like him like just being like a little, you know, like he's a little shepherd boy with a bunch of lamb, like lambs, right? Yeah. And then there's this big, big dude named Goliath comes and he is like defeating him. In my mind right now, it I'm I'm imagining David to be like a like a little twink and he's like a power bottom defeating Goliath <laughs> using by generating most of the force. I mean <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh so so my yeah. wife asked, does she need to jump in and uh talk about Ruth? What do y'all think? Oh, bring her on, yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 All right, here she comes. She's got yeah, she's got this on lock for sure. Awesome. Hey, so I'm Aaron's wife, Emily. Hi, and Emily. I have a minor in biblical studies uh from a very, 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 very evangelical uh background. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about Ruth. Uh, Ruth was one of Dave, King David's ancestors, and so then as well, uh, one of Jesus's ancestors. But she was originally not Jewish, or they would have said Israelite at the time, I guess. She was not an Israelite, but she married an Israelite. And I don't remember that guy's name. Um, but his mother was named Naomi. And so Ruth's husband and Naomi's husband both die and they go back to Israel and they're, they're, you know, they're both widows. They're on the outcasts of society, basically. But she, Ruth tells Naomi, and this is used in weddings a lot. Ruth tells Naomi, um, wherever you go, I go. 
my people will be your people, my God, your God, or wait, I said that backwards. Wherever you go, I go. Wherever you, you know, wherever, your God will be my God, your people will be my people. So she basically, you know, converts um, and to stay with her mother-in-law and tells her mother-in-law, I will stay with you forever, which kind of sounds like they're lesbians to me. Um, but of course, you know, being, being widows, both of them, they didn't really have a good way of supporting themselves. Um, so then when they returned to Israel, Ruth tracks down one of her husband's relatives named Boaz. And Wait, so she, she was in a lesbian relationship with her mother-in-law? Possibly. That's so creepy, a little incestual. Well, yeah, maybe. Aaron said that too, but they weren't directly related. But yeah, it, it, she, she, she and her mother-in-law were really, really close. <laughs> Strangely close. Yeah, Strange that's... to tell your mother-in-law that you will go anywhere in the world with her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless that's just like a really strange way of processing your grief together. I mean, you know, sure. Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it is. Her yeah. husband and his son or her husband. Yeah. Ruth's husband and Naomi's son was Naomi's son. So maybe they are processing that grief together. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it, it was tradition. And in fact, this was uh, written in one of the, one of the books of law. I don't remember where, um, that if a woman is widowed, um, one of her husband's relatives should marry her uh, because it was a way of providing for, for widows who might not otherwise, you know, have security in society. So if you have an unmarried, maybe they had multiple, I don't know if they had multiple wives at this time. I mean, I otherwise you kind of have to like hope that you're going to be a widower and a widow at the same time in the same family. You just yeah, have to, like, yeah, yeah. Or just feel, like if like you've the got multiple wives thing, just makes sense. Yeah, if you've got, um, you know, just just a single, you know, if if you if you're widowed young, so you your your husband might have a brother who's not married or something like that, and so then the brother or cousin or somebody is supposed to is supposed to marry your widow, which feels yeah. incestuous, but it was a way of providing for the community. Yeah, um, it makes sense, but it's quite creepy. Yeah, um, and I don't know. To me, that doesn't seem. Aaron said the same thing. Like that's just weird. Like why would. But I don't know. I guess just because I grew up hearing this story, um, I'm rambling a lot. Y'all are gonna have to edit a lot of this out. We're not editing oh, anything out. We think it's great. It is excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so Ruth uh, tracks down a relative of her husband's, um, and he's a, he's a fairly wealthy man. Um, and so she uh one night appears in his quarters in his in his bedroom um and uncovers his feet Ooh. oh we know what that yes. means now <laughs> um yes and as aaron told you feet means dick um Wait, so let me just absorb this for a moment okay so she's her, her husband dies mm -hmm. she enters into a possible love affair with her mother-in-law yes wanders around a bit with a new religion and then she sneaks into some rich dude's bedroom and like just like uncovers his dick. Yes. 
excellent. This yeah. this sounds like this sounds like the most absurd like housewife porn ever. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, this is like done store paperback. You know. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is. This is, this is this something is the... you would not want to be caught with in your dressing drawer. Right. <laughs> um. Except. So so anyway, she uncovers his she uncovers his feet, shall we say, um, and then they get married, uh, and this is, you know, that that is societally what ought to happen now, um, and everybody lives happily ever after, and she's well provided for. Of course, well of course, you just break into someone's room and covers their dick. You get married. That's just apparently the way so. Yeah. I don't know. We, you know, it's a little bit vague what happens after the uncovering of the dick. So if he doesn't, if he doesn't want to get married, he just needs to make sure he has got a damn good lock on his door. I guess. I guess yeah. so. What, what or a prevents... chastity belt slash chastity shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what what prevents in this society from people showing up and be like, oh yeah, I'm totally like a friend of your husband's, and by the way, yoink, he just like pulls. I, I don't know, man. I don't runs, know. <laughs> he just um... runs in and pulls down pants to try and find the best <laughs> husband right there. <laughs> just like covering all bases. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah, I, I see girl. I don't I that's the part that's a little bit vague. Like what exactly happened next? I mean, you kind of um, get did that automatic... why they would keep it vague though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> now let me tell you some so Aaron was talking about reception history. You know, the way I'm telling this story like we're pretty sure that this is not a G-rated story, right? Just on the whole, none of uh, this, you know, this is not a G-rated story. This yeah. is not a model of how we want to live our lives necessarily. Um, but, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> evangelicals love this oh, story. Why? Evangelicals, especially young evangelical women who are saving themselves for marriage, not having sex before they're married. Um, They love this story? They love this story. story. The way this is frequently interpreted in evangelical circles is look look at the platonic devotion that a young woman has to an older woman who can advise her in the way yeah and um and uh you know impart her wisdom to her and look at how she converted um because this older woman because of her her platonic admiration for this older woman um and then the boaz thing is often interpreted as you know, like like young young women will be like, yeah, I'm just I'm just waiting for my Boaz. I'm just waiting for my Boaz. Oh, um, I'm, just her, for, I'm just waiting for the guy whose socks I'm gonna tear off on my wedding night. Right. <laughs> um. You know. <laughs> socks. Yeah. Uh. And and um. And then you know the this righteous man who is going to um do right by me and love God and love me. And, you know, but, and also like, it's okay for women to kind of take some action to make this happen. But they always say that 
this is not the beginning of an X-rated story here when she sneaks into his sleeping quarters. They say, oh, no, she just went to talk to him. And she, she just uncovered went to talk his, to him and play with his feet. Yeah, his literal feet, maybe to wake him up. Yeah, but honestly, even if night. it's literal feet, isn't this just a whole foot fetish thing? Maybe it is. Maybe it's like, foot I'm, fetish. I'm, even if we're going like this, it, it's not his dick, man. God, get your head out of the gutter. It's his right? feet. It's still yeah. very, very fetishy. Yeah, like, yeah, you're... it's not, it's about, yeah, it's a foot fetish, totally. Um, so at the young evangelical girls just look up to the story and say, oh, God, provide me with my Boaz. And um, I hope he has really big feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, um, that is the story of Ruth. And because Aaron grew up, in a significantly less evangelical tradition, he actually doesn't know shit about the actual Bible stories. That was pretty aggressive. Um, Aaron, Aaron must look fucking devastated in the corner right now. No, he does. He does. But um, my my he does upbringing, look devastated in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> my upbringing was one where you very much are expected to read Smack and know down. the Bible stories. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I drank that Kool-Aid pretty hard. But I have uh, so many follow-up questions about this, though. Okay. Because uh, it's like, first of all, the whole Ruth thing. Like, the evangelical girls that are really into this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, it, you said that it has, there's a connection between them wanting to save themselves from marriage. Yeah. And them wanting to uncover, like, their Boaz's feet, right? Um. um well, we like, talk less about the uncovering of feet, but yes. Well, yeah, you, you, you know what I yeah. mean. Like they, them yeah. seeking out their boas then. You know, yes. let's, uh, let's keep it PG. Um, so it's like, if they're all about being chased, you know, they're uh-huh. all about like keeping aspirin between your knees and right? Uh, <laughs> right. It's like, uh, Ruth had a husband before that died. Yeah. If they want to find their boas, shouldn't they at least go get a boy to die first? Probably, yes. Yeah, they should be sleeping yeah. around, getting yeah. their uh, what? What? What was his name? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> no yeah, one you just the first you, husband. some some guy who dies early in the story. <laughs> some guy who dies early in the story who has a hot mom. Apparently, yes. Yeah, but it, that's also the thing, right? Because that I feel like that would be a key part of the story if they're going to be stay like. I want to stay chaste and find my Boaz. Well, well, no, 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 no. She had a wife, no, husband first. She had a mm-hmm. husband first. First yeah. you got to find that. Then you can find your Boaz if you're going to be like, you want a Boaz. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't make this stuff up. Uh, no, but but... Someone definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's like uh, the whole thing with Boaz, like if they're going to be all like chaste and stuff, right? Uh-huh. Ruth no matter whether you think it's his feet or it's or, or it's a song that she's grabbing at, right? She's grabbing at part of Boaz for sure. Yes. She's the one instigating. She's like on the prowl. You know, yes. you would have thought the evangelical girls were like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go get myself some uh, some some." I don't know what girls say. Meat. Yeah, Meat. yeah. Um, so there's an interesting dynamic among the. Uh, an unmarried 
younger people, you know, like of marriage, you know, so like from the age of 18, which is marriageable in some evangelical circles. So like from 18 to 25 year old single Christians, there's this dynamic where you don't ask the boy out. The girl doesn't ask the boy out. But you sure do a lot of other things to attract his attention. <laughs> um, so I'm immediately thinking anal, but that's because I heard that song by Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't speak to that on a personal level. Um, I, but, but, what ha- but the girls will like, or, you know, the young woman will like, bake a lot of brownies and use that as an excuse to go over to his house. Like, I baked too many brownies, Joe. I baked you some brownies. Would you like another brownie? I just just happen to have, like, homemade feet-shaped brownies. Um, What a pervert. Yeah. um, Yeah, so it's a very, so there, it's not generally as socially acceptable for women to ask men out, but there's a whole lot of beating around the bush that happens. Literally and figuratively. (laughs) Yes. There's a, Grove City College is pretty close because it's in Pennsylvania, and Uh I knew several people through sports that wound up, were going to Grove City. And I was at uh, a graduation party and their parents were talking about like, you know, how proud they were. You know, my daughter just got in here and here. And uh, their daughters came up and, and they were, the, the parents were talking to the girls and they were basically planning out their strategy for finding boys at Grove City. You know, oh, like, yeah. we're gonna- How old were these girls you said? Both 18, you know, they were going to, they were going to school. So they just finished high school. Um, but it was clear, at least with this very small sample size, I can't mm-hmm. speak to anybody else, but th- there were three girls in particular, they were all going to Grove City, and mm-hmm. all three of their parents were there, and it was, they were like, this is how, you know, what are you going to do when you get there, like, you know, send me, you know, s- take pictures of, the, you know, some of the boys you meet, make sure you find someone who's ambitious, and it was... Mm-hmm. It was very, very blatant that they were going to find a man and to get married. And it, it, their goal was, the primary goal was not the diploma <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that can be like... I don't know, but f- part of that, I, f- I find part of that kind of endearing that they're they're so goal-oriented, you know? <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, also, I kind of like the whole idea that the girls are on the prowl, you know? It's like... yeah. It sounds a little empowering, you know? It, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't, probably a generation ago, it would have been more socially acceptable to be like, yeah, I'm going to such and such college and hoping to find a husband. Um, in my experience, that was what the girls secretly hoped, but they would never say out loud that that's their main purpose. Okay. I mean, that sounds kind of dumb too. Go to school to find a boyfriend. That sounds right. Like that's a lot. Yeah. You know, these private Christian schools are not cheap. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. Go I find mean, a hut. Like just join eHarmony if that's really what you want. Yeah, exactly. Um, which right. isn't to it's say. Easier which isn't to say that these girls don't also want an education. You know, I 
I graduated unmarried from one of these four-year evangelical colleges, and there was a part of me that was like, well, damn, you know, I just, I figured it would happen, like, damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the easy pickings are over now. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And I, I asked Sarah, because Sarah comes from a Catholic family, and, and uh-huh. I, I have to say, her, her parents are, a, like, they're not fundamentalist by any stretch you know and right her dad is a is a pretty free-minded person but she you know she grew up in a very religious community and went to a catholic high private catholic high school mm-hmm. and i said you know d- we were talking about how we thought future would go our futures would go mm-hmm. and i said you know did you think like you didn't like did you think that you were going to wind up like finding someone to marry at in, in undergrad and she goes yeah <laughs> i did <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she was very frank about it. Yeah, I totally did. Yeah. But I'd meet someone. <laughs> the MRS degree. Um, Aaron told me to, to throw that in there. Yeah, the MRS. What's an MRS degree? Uh, so, um, Mrs. <laughs> in English uh, is like, this is kind of dying oh, out, but that's, oh, the, oh, that's yeah. what you, yeah, that's what yeah, you call no, a married I... woman is oh, Mrs. Yeah, okay, okay, and the okay. abbreviation is MRS. Yeah. Oh, uh, fortunately, like MRI, you know, like, that's yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're getting your MRS degree instead of your like BA, BA or something, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. That's kind of clever. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and you kind of hope to graduate with both the BA and the MRS. Sure. So, yeah. Like you get the BA on Saturday and then you get married on Sunday. You know, that's a thing too. <laughs> that's interesting yeah a lot of busy churches yeah. in may then i guess yeah it's like when much. you walk up to the podium at the end of like your university or something you know they give you the diploma and then you shake the hand you move on then they give you the ring and you just take the hand with you yeah uh-huh <laughs> yeah that's yeah that sounds about right simplify the whole thing that way yeah you got a professor standing there handing out diplomas and you got like a row of husbands waiting to be picked by the girls on the other side yeah <laughs> 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 you know, alluringly showing what, uh, wearing some flip flops to show off their feet, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, some nice sockless sandals, you know, mm-hmm. just yeah, to be absolutely. a little daring. Well, and from a, from a feminist perspective, I don't like, it sounds, it does sound kind of sweet, like kind of empowering, but at the same time, it kind of flies in the face of that really common adage, you know, I'm a strong, independent woman, and oh, absolutely. I do need a man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's very... I guess we all need someone in our life. Yeah. I mean, sure, like, we all, you know, we all want companionship, yeah. but part, you know, um, it's, it's important for the vast majority of humans, you want that companionship, whether that's a spouse or, you know whatever it might be um, but yeah it is very backwards <laughs> to assume that you're not going to get any sex at all until you capture some some dude um and then that's kind of, and if you that's kind of your the expected path is you're going to get married and start having babies yeah it's very it's very backwards um and it's not yeah it's not healthy um for for what it's it's just it feels like the 1950s um for that to be the expectation still or if not the expectation the 
I feel like it's even like further back than the 50s because people yeah. had a lot of casual sex in the 50s. Oh, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. 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 It's very well, and it's there, maybe you know, maybe the 1850s. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe the <laughs> 1850s. Except you know, in the 1850s, the dudes all went out to to get prostitutes. Um, so that's how where, that worked out. What for kind them. of 50s? Where? How far back do we have to go? I don't know. The 1150s. Like it's just it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, it's a very like yeah, it's an idealized vision of the 1950s, I guess. Um, yeah, it's like I mean, I guess in in the ideal world, that is the way you would want it to go, right? Because then like you don't have a lot of bitter excess and you don't have a lot of STDs hanging around. But I mean, how, you know, how, it, how, who's who's gonna like buy a car before they try it out? Like, what if the guy's no good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and that and that uh, that causes a lot of problems in marriages um, when, yeah, when you when that hasn't happened, and then women have been saddled. Like the expectation is that women. First of all, women are not seen as sexual. Like women, men are the ones who want sex and women are the ones who hold the line and say, no, we don't do that until we're married. Yeah. Um, and so then women like have this sense of shame uh, um, about their bodies and about sex. And it's like, oh, oh, like women have sexual desires too. Like there must be something wrong with you because I thought only men had those. Um, or there's so much repression that when they do get married, women struggle. Uh, you know, women women are not empowered in the bedroom, you know, to understand their own bodies and their own desires. And I don't then, understand. What do you mean empowered in the bedroom? Well, like knowing what you want. Being able to communicate. Oh, yeah. Like, they, know, just, like, they don't know what the fuck they want. Right, because they've never done this. Yeah, because yeah, how do you say this is what I like and this is what makes me feel good if you have no idea, you know? Right, and I mean, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you get a you, you get a partner you can just experiment with, right? Yeah, but then, like but you, then there's if you just marry some boring dud. Then you know, right? You, yeah, then there might then there's then that would be no fun. Um, yeah. but it's just there's so much shame sometimes for women that that's just really hard to let go of um yeah stupid yeah and you know and i assume that's there's probably some of that for men i don't know um but this is just this is just you know i I, i'm more likely to have these conversations with women of course i think Um, it's less i think it's less shameful for men uh but i think i think a lot of that has to do with it's considered to be a skillful thing too because it's like if you're a woman it's it's pretty damn easy to get laid, <laughs> you know. Like, if if, if let's say uh, you know you weren't married, right, mm-hmm. and you were like, ah, I want to get laid today, right? That would happen. <laughs> oh, that would happen like that. You would have no problem it. doing it. You know, the only thing would be like your standards, um, right? No, your standards. I would. Um... I'm not saying you would pick any 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 dummy in a bar. I'm just right. saying you could. Yeah, you could. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Within, like within thing, reason. I, I think what Joe's saying is that it's your standards. Yeah, it's it's but, it. Yeah, probably easier for women to just find a rando yeah. to sleep with. But like, yeah. if you're okay. a, if you're a guy, if you're a guy, it's like, nah, it's not that easy, man. It's not that easy. Then you gotta be. <laughs> then you gotta be one hell of a guy. You gotta be a quite a quality guy to have it that easy. 
Well, I, I think the shame comes in where where something feels sinful because mm-hmm. I felt very religious, you know, in, in elementary school and middle school and during the formative years of my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, like masturbation was a guilt-ridden thing. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. I think that there, it's, there are definitely things, but I think that men have less things connected to sex that feels like sinful baggage. Mm-hmm. I would say. Maybe so. I think Maybe I think so. it a lot I think it really has a lot to do with the difficulty of things actually. Like I'm obviously speaking right out of my ass right now. So <laughs> grab a bucket of salt. But it's like <laughs> I, 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 I just feel like that makes perfect sense. Cause it's like um if it's if it's if it's really easy for women to, to get sex right, uh-huh. then you get like slut shamed for overindulging in it kind of Absolutely. like food. if it's really easy for you to get food and you just like overindulge in it it's like no no no, no. you're not really good at getting food you just have like a membership at mcdonald's you know <laughs> but, but for the men it's like like oh wow you found a big mac holy shit congratulations that's the first one this month you know you know what i mean I, I, really I mean, like I don't know, some, maybe you might, you might need to find a woman to ask the, some of these questions to who's had that type of experience in their <laughs> life. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm going to go down to McDonald's and see if I can find the sluttiest woman and just yeah, ask her. Yeah, and like, just go ask her. Yeah, like, could you get laid if you wanted right now? I mean, <laughs> she, she could, but if, yeah. if, if depending on her situation... It could be a real creep. <laughs> like, oh, abs- oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. if your standards are, re- if your standards as a woman are as low as the standards of a guy, you're gonna be way more successful than he is. I suppose. Like, yeah, you're gonna <laughs> pull think, in way dep- more tail than he is. Like, I think that depends entirely on. I mean, I think there are other factors at play there. Um, I, yeah, but- like. Anyway. Speaking with all my experience of never having been a woman, yes, I do feel like women might go for quality over quantity. I think that is probably true on the whole. That yeah. is, that is an act. That's probably yeah. That's got to yeah, be. That sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to take a brief moment to mention our very excellent sponsor. Um, so this seems like a good point. Good point to do it. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Cane Soylent Sugar. It's everyone's favorite granulated sugar for when you want to murder your brother and bake him into a pie. <laughs> All right, and I'm going to I'm going to turn this back over to Aaron because I did like completely co-opt his little interview here. It's um, okay. It was very fun it was having you. speaking with you, Emily. Thanks. Yeah, y'all too. I would, I would like to have you on another time too cuz I laughed a lot now. All right, cool. Yeah, just just uh you know, Jeremy can get in contact with us anytime. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Have okay. a good one. You too. I will. Bye. <laughs> uh, What's up? Hey, boy. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I understand why you married her. I really enjoyed her company. Uh, <laughs> that was very yeah, she's awesome for sure. Big time. <laughs> okay. Okay. So do you have any, any fun Bible stories for us now? Come on. Bring All up right. So yes, I do. Um, we have the great subtitle here. This is a prophet. Elisha is jeered. All Elisha. Right. Elisha. Yeah. So got a few different versions. Got two here that I really like here in front of me. 
And he went up thence unto Bethel. And as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him and said unto him, Go up, thou bald head. Go up, thou bald head. And he turned back and looked on them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she-bears out of the wood and tear forty and two children of them. <laughs> what? So, so okay, so a prophet, oh. a man of God is walking toward a city. Some kids call him bald and he appeals to God to summon bears and murder 42 of them. What the fuck? <laughs> well, just maul. Some just of them maul. might have survived. Okay. I, I, you dude, don't know. Dude, this is before antibiotics. Not a single mauled child survived. Oh, yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah, the unlucky ones did immediately get mortally wounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and why it was all yeah. so funky. Terror, 40 and 2. That was the King James version, the OG. Yeah, like... like <laughs> 32 fucking children got immediately eviscerated and 10 are just like dying from gangrene. <laughs> Bleeding out on the rocks like, I'm sorry, bald man. Yeah, yeah. so the, I like the new international version here too, just uh, just the part where they're <laughs> saying stuff to him. Was Get out of here, really baldy. Back in the day? What's that? <laughs> Was baldness a big deal back in the day? I mean, clearly it must have been to at least this guy. I don't know, I guess. Maybe it just always has been. But yeah. I know, I know in ancient Egypt, they really liked baldness. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they, so... they, 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 went, they went real crazy on the shaving, you know? Like, they shaved all their body hair. Like, if you were part of nobility. Like, they even plucked out their eyelashes. Not brows, lashes. Oh. Huh. Yeah, they went real <laughs> big on the hairlessness thing. Damn. Well, that yeah. might be... You actually could read it. Yeah, so that could be a factor here. Uh, they were kind of a small community, so a lot of the craziness, like a lot of the, you know, you can't eat fucking, like, shrimp or whatever. You can't lay with another man. Another theory is that it's because it was other cultures. Uh, so, baldness. So, yeah. no gay sex, no lobster, no poking fun of Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Pretty strict commandments, honestly. Oh yeah, dude. You f- fuck with the Lord, dude. <laughs> so what was, the what consequences. was the international version? The international. Oh yeah, so it's the NIV. It's uh of sketch providence. <laughs> it's uh it's oh, wait, paraphrased more than anything else. Uh we used the new new revised standard edition or version, I think it was called. Yeah, version. And it's uh is much more trying to get at what it said, like nearly exactly. But new international versions kinda like given evangelical dude, kid, person, here is a nice little packaged version for you that takes great liberties <laughs> so here's the paraphrased version that's easier to understand right? yeah exactly yep and so they just went straight for baldy that was it <laughs> yeah dude baldy I'm, I'm 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 still what what's the moral of the story here <laughs> like what what when the priest says this what does he want you to take from this don't fuck with the lord man 
<laughs> that <laughs> seems to be a lot of his lessons. So it, 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 the boldness does not actually have anything to do with it? Uh, I would doubt it. I would think that the t- takeaway is that you messed with the prophet of the Lord, dude. Yeah. And you shouldn't do that, essentially. Okay, so, so but if they had messed with him in another way, you know, like they had like uh, said, nice mustache, X, X, or something like that, it would, would they have still killed 42 of them? Or would that have been like 30? Honestly, yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I, I was just thinking as we were talking through this, I I think it was partially, Eli, not just you're messing with the prophet, but you're messing with the prophet's work. So oh. like, you're disrupting his workflow, man. This is like not yeah, cool. You're, he's, he's, you're, you're ruining his like whole thing. He was in the zone and now he's going to be thinking about his fucking male pattern baldness all day. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. It's just like, damn, why do you have to go there? Yeah, it's like if they hurt his feelings, like if they if they would like just like I don't know, like drive on their bikes past him and like splash him with mud, that'd be like ah oh, shit, kids, right? And then he'd go back to his work, but because they were like oh now I'm distracted all day thinking about my shiny head, you know, it's like oh well time to kill like three dozen kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or if you get a seat in the dugout, you don't yell at the players, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> so crazy though 42 kids that seems like such a, a disproportional response especially yeah. in a small village like this i mean if it is a smaller was, was, was it 42 kids in a circle around him yelling baldy baldy or was it literally like two kids said baldy and he's like okay and i i don't remember what they looked like god they were yay high can you just take care of anyone yay high within running distance <laughs> of the last 10 minutes yeah well god was pretty big fan of murder <laughs> and genocide like, so you have yeah, like joshua like... joshua takes over from moses so i don't know god could still be salty from even before that uh one so of the I, stories I, what's that i'm just thinking like you're one of these kids right you're one of these kids right now uh you're aaron the the prehistoric kid you're sitting in like a mud hut somewhere you just like you know playing with your mud I, I don't know what kids used to do for fun you're playing with your uh, prehistoric ipad you're just chilling having a time uh, and then a bear smashes through like your wall and just mauls you and you don't even know why but apparently the why was that a neighborhood kid that you never met apparently poked fun of a bald guy and there's like 39 other kids going through the exact same thing right now <laughs> it's a like, holy bear too don't forget a, a holy bear. bear a sanctimonious a sacred fucking earth sign is I crashing mean, through your hut killing you for something you have no idea what happened those two she bears could have been the first crusaders if you think of it that way <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 definitely thinking of it that way now <laughs> they have armor they have tabards they're riding in formation and they're guaranteed to go to bear heaven once they do their work. Like Kislev cavalry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, as long as long as as long as they don't leave any kids alive, they got a free ticket to heaven. Yep. <laughs> so, so, so what happened with Joshua? Well, so with Joshua, uh, I mean, really, just a bunch of genocide. <laughs> Oh, God. So Moses and them, they were wandering through the desert and all that shit. One of the things I like about that is because Aaron 
is a partier, you know, like he's going up to the mountain to talk to God and get the damn commandments and he makes this calf. And I've been wanting to say this all podcast, fatted calf. I, I really don't even know what that means. I think just they feed him a bunch of shit. So when they sacrifice him, it's more dank. <laughs> it, it, and actually, I think that could be true because they're, they're always talking about how the, the Lord like like the smell of it. So I think he's getting high as fuck off of fatted calves burning and so i mean they're obsessed with fucking calves so of course my namesake aaron what they do it's like fuck and i don't know where the fuck they got this from they're in the desert for 40 years but they had a bunch of fucking gold so they make a fucking calf out of gold and they just start partying and then just moses so, gets so pissed man this is basically like like a like a cow foie gras kind of thing a what <laughs> You know, like that, that you know that that French food where they force feed a goose. Oh they, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be a fatted calf. Like, what the fuck? You just—I guess you just gave him a bunch of food, and so, yeah. And it was all an idol and stuff. I mean, dang, I had to ruin my fun. And, you know, Moses gets all pissed and throws commandments. So anyway, God's—you know—I don't know. God's kind of always on their ass. So he gets a new mission once Moses is dead. Joshua takes over just as they're crossing into the Holy Land, quote unquote. And yeah, he's pretty much just kind of goes on a campaign of oh, these people and the Canaanites, and he just kills them all. And he does it in the name of the Lord. And that's kind of, you know, God's deal. And then, uh, so God's always got this threat of violence. He just, he's a real badass. Threat of violence? He's enacting violence. Like, well, a lot more than what's proportional. Oh, for sure. He's, no, he's going I'm still stuck on the 42 kids, man. (laughs) (laughs) That is so many kids. That is like three classrooms worth of children. Yeah, and it's like it's not that they all did. First of all, you don't kill kids for making fun of a bald dude. Uh, you slap them on their wrist, or maybe in the back of time, you slap them in the face, right? Yeah. Like, like the worst thing you do is you give him a slap. Uh, if you're a good parent, you just tell them actually that hurt his feelings. You should go tell him that you're sorry. You know, you don't you go keep- like, oh well, holy bears. You get what you got, you know. Slap him with some bear claws. Yeah, which, you know, that's a hell of a slap. (laughs) And and it's not even, like, just the kids who were doing the thing. Like, it's an insanely disproportional response to the kids who did the crime. But you're just dishing it out on a bunch of other kids. Oh, yeah. Like, I refuse to believe a crowd of 42 kids were hanging out at any point in history. (laughs) (laughs) Most of these kids did not know why that glowy sanctimonious bear came through their wall. It's uh, it, it there's like a real religious manifest destiny thing going on. It's like, well, we murdered a bunch of people, but it's in the name of God, so we're gonna slaughter the land of giants or whatever. Because I, I don't remember the the Holy Land stories very well, but I think that there were giants there or something, weren't there? Yeah, but- I think so. I don't know it as well as so I should, just wasn't like that, Emily told on me. Uh, didn't get didn't the giants get like washed away by like Noah's flood? Uh, is this before or after Noah's flood? This is after. Be after. Yeah, this we're talking about after. Yeah, Moses yeah, came I, way after Noah. I, I think I think I remember hearing that uh, 
like the giants was a result of angels having sex with humans and the giants were like the unholy offspring of that and then god was like oh well you know let's, let's just get rid of everything that might be apocryphal as well like some dank as fuck catholic storytelling <laughs> like a lot of shit that about angels and all that stuff is kind of like added in like <laughs> as in it's like their own interpretation outside the bible entirely just um, to like enrich the mythology yeah well, exactly i've read that like lilith um, or or as or as we just say these days fan fiction <laughs> yeah oh <well>, yeah yes <laughs> there's a lot of catholic fan fiction of uh god and angels and all kinds of shit like protestants even call several books of the bible apocryphal which means extra or something like that in greek uh i think apocrypha i oh i think exclusively of that horrible book dimension in skyrim (laughs) i don't think i played that one yeah i got got there i mean it's pretty creepy very lovecraftian but there's a lot of books so i feel like if you're going to be stuck in a dimension that's the one I heard that one story, one interpretation of like the Cain and Abel story, and I don't know how right this is, but I heard that like one extremist sort of Catholic interpretation has Lilith, the 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 first wife of Abel, maybe after after. Cain. No, no, I've heard of that. Lilith is the first wife of Adam, actually. Oh, that's it. That's it. First wife of Adam, and she. Because Ad- Adam had several wives before Eve, because the, those wives were like. Yeah, uh, they, they they weren't good enough. Right. Yeah. Well, no. It, the thing with Lilith was that she was too strong-minded and wouldn't like bend to Adam's will, <laughs> and yeah. so she was expelled. And then she became the first vampire. So it's like vampire fan fiction. Yeah. Being- I, yeah. I've I've heard that too. I've, I've actually I've I've heard it differently that she became a demon. Okay. The first, the first vampire was Judas. I've heard. Okay. Which yeah, is why. Know. Which is why. Which is why vampires are like allergic to silver. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. You know, he does he does uh, sing that song in Jesus Christ Superstar about the blood money. <laughs> Maybe that's related somehow. <laughs> I I do like the story of Lilith because that's like that just tells me like Adam was kind of a tool. Oh yeah, for damn like, sure. First of all, like you you got the same memo from god you're not supposed to eat the apple you know like your wife is telling you to eat the the illegal apple and you just do it like you're not a bright guy but then, <laughs> then he blames women after the fact yeah he does. yeah yeah like you don't get you don't, you, you like you don't get the you, you got the memo too you got the exact same message she got you know so and and you didn't even have the benefit of uh, satan tricking you <laughs> you know so uh, honestly if, if we're going to give like dummy points out there at least at least eve had to be tricked yeah you know and and the thing is like uh this might not have happened with lilith adam <laughs> huh this might not have happened adam you know she she lilith was a little brighter yeah maybe that's not so great for your your self-esteem but maybe you just need to like I don't know, read a self-help book or something, you know? <laughs> Instead of just, like, making God create, like, a more feeble-minded wife for you to feel like a big man and get thrown out of the Garden of Eden. 
<laughs> and God's being Anything. a dick too. She's yeah, like but, a rib bone. What the fuck? Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, honestly, I don't feel much sympathy for Adam there because it's like you have a wife who's like eh, she's a little bit too. Rich. She, 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 I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I can't even form the words he's saying. He's such a bitch. You know, he's just. He's like, make me a better wife, and then God is like, okay, okay. Well, that I'm gonna need something from you, you little pussy. You know, I, I, I feel like that's justified. At least take a rib from that tool, right? <laughs> oh hell yeah yeah because if he's like he can't handle that his wife has got like a bainy nesson means bone in the nose it's a norwegian expression for like you usually use it around women who have a spine right uh... it's, it's a compliment it's a compliment for women who are like strong yeah yeah that's kind of cool um, yeah uh but like yeah yeah i i i sincerely believe Lilith would not have fallen for a, 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 a fucking reptile telling her to eat fruit that she knows she's not supposed to eat. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I like, yeah, I feel like the moral of the story changes dramatically with Lilith in, because then it becomes kind of like a um, don't push out the strong people, you know, kind of like like if, if you're in a group, you're in a group project and someone is like carrying the whole project, don't get don't 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 be a bitch to that person you know that person being lilith in this in this story or and or a woman like actually <laughs> gasp having agency in the bible like yeah God, there are so cool. many unnamed women just like tens and tens probably hundreds but all the men there's yeah. that name they got names they got the proper noun <laughs> yeah I, I feel like i feel like the people who wrote wrote the, this uh these Abrahamic religion books, they, uh, I, 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 they, they were just pussies. They're incels, dude. OG yeah, incels. Yeah, they're basically incels. <laughs> they're complete pussies. Oh, yeah. You know, life, and then someone, some random dude shows up, or some random woman shows up at your yurt and unpacks your feet, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably their fantasies. They, they wish their feet were getting touched on, washed. <laughs> What, what, what other stories do you have like i'm, I'm sure you, you're just overloaded with these things like <laughs> <laughs> well so it's interesting that we talked about lilith just then and everything about kind of a female agency one of the ways um that you can like look at a text differently uh you like turn it on its head so and this is not in an offensive way this is in an academic way but it's called querying the text okay you you're looking at it you're just flipping it, just totally throwing it in a different direction. Um, I don't think queer is a, I don't think that's an offensive word anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I, I grew up, in, well, Jeremy knows, <laughs> in the middle of bumfuck, just shithole land, Ohio. <laughs> it's, it's like any, pla- any place that starts with bumfuck is not an enlightened area. <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, we had this guy driving around on his four-wheeler with, like, a assault rifle, and <laughs> it was because he was patrolling. Oh, no, he was patrolling his weed, too, and that's how they caught him. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. Oh, dude, yeah, man. Or the dude on my road that got fined by the city because he had a tank. <laughs> <laughs> 
So when they said that word, it was, uh, yeah, offensive as shit. So that's why I'm still like, what the fuck? But anyway, so yeah, so Lot's wife. Okay, Sodom and Gomorrah's getting fucked up. Like, God is pretty metal, I'll say that. Like, when Adam and Eve got their asses kicked out, he put fucking flaming swords that, like, moved around and shit. So that's cool. And then he (laughs) blows away Sodom and Gomorrah, and he tells them, don't look. Like, what the fuck? And so Lot's wife looks and gets turned into salt or whatever. So, which, speaking of inappropriate response, you know, that's a lot of extra... She has a peak, and you turn her into salt? Yeah, and so the reception history of that is be faithful to God, but... Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to do, like, a crazy punishment for looking, wouldn't being blinded be the reasonable thing? Like, it's not even reasonable. That's, like, a crazy disproportional response, but... Oh, yeah. That seems more more sensible. But then Uh, if... You're not not even learning anything from this. You're salt now. (laughs) (laughs) How, did, how is that teaching you a lesson? You're suddenly seasoning? It's the survivors, though, that, that know the lesson, I think, in that, in that instance. That's the, that's the reception history, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they will be reminded of this lesson every time like there's ice on their driveway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need a little bit of wife now. Oh, God. Oh, God. Lots of wife. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't waste her but I'm not feeling great about grinding up this finger to spread on my stairs. So then if you queer the text though, you can think of it this way. She was a woman being told what to do yet again by that asshole chauvinist bastard God and said, (laughs) fuck you and looked anyway. So that's like, that's a whole different reception, right? Like now she's taking control of her destiny and, which I guess didn't end well, but that's why I kind of like that story. <laughs> so I think it, I think that raises an interesting question: What would have happened if Lot looked? Because if if it if it is about her being I, uh, a woman, I then don't imagine that I don't the consequences would be different for a man, right? So Lot should have been turned to salt anyway, because they're a little thing that they don't tell you in Sunday school. There was this whole repopulation problem after the flood. Oh, yeah, he's with his daughters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lot fucked his daughters? Yep. <laughs> he, made, he made a new sprawling tribe. <laughs> oh, oh, God. The people well, no, it, it does, isn't thing. it worse? So I thought that uh, they got him drunk, though, the first time. Uh, I... Uh... I think so. Can you, can you but, tell the story? Can you tell the story so I, I got at least the context? Because I'm imagining this to be like a freak show right now. Oh shit! I might have to look it up. I can't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I can't mess it up. Now, one of the things in the meantime that is a pretty good story too is um, Noah gets drunk as fuck, and it's just lying naked. And like most of his like his progeny are like, yeah, this dumbass. And then one of them covers him up. It's kind of a short story, but still. That's, that's, that's sweet of them. But he doesn't sound like a man of God if he's just wasted on a boat naked in front of his family. Yeah. But I mean Actually maybe from what have you told me about God this episode? Yeah, maybe he is a man of God. 
<laughs> Maybe it's a fucking solid representation. The world was was ending, you know. Let's see. I'll get that. The, oh, good God, this is long as fuck. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always wondered about stories like this because, you know, Adam and Eve, they just kind of, you know, I have a children's Bible version that's like in a form of a comic book that my aunt gave me and it they randomly talk about bumping into other people so it seems like what they at least what they're kind of hinting at is that after god created adam and eve and expelled them from the garden of eden then he started creating other people so they were like the first person they're the first two people that he created but he wound up creating more people after the fact. Oh, okay. So, so it's not like everyone has to be a result of incest, because that's always what I thought. <laughs> but, but Lot, I, I, I think that there's a pretty direct reference that his daughters are also his new wives. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> now Lot went up out of Zoar and settled in the hills with his two daughters. <laughs> so, you know, they're hill men, hill people. He's a for he was afraid to stay in Zoar. I bet he was afraid to stay there because of what he's about to do, dude. So he lived <laughs> in a cave with his two daughters, and the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man on earth to come in to us after <laughs> the manner of all the world. Come let us fa- our father eh, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, so that we may preserve offspring through our father. So Ew. they made yeah. Uh, hmm. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father. He did not know when she lay down or when she rose. Wow. <laughs> All right. So not consensual. Their elderly dad. Yes. They, they get their elderly oh, dad drunk oh. and then rape him in the middle of the night so they can continue the tribe. <laughs> they 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 raped their elderly father. <laughs> They Indeed. drugged and raped their elderly father. Oh my god. Yeah. The point of the story that he's old too. He's like an old man and they're like, oh, he's not long for the world. We better drug him and rape him. Yeah. I r- really couldn't summarize it better. <laughs> <laughs> good god. Well, this, is, this is the type of thing because I don't like if those somebody not, tells me. Those are not good girls. That must no, be. Hell no. <laughs> no, these are these are, this is like a Jerry Springer type family that shows up. If this you know. was on Jerry Springer, I think they would cancel Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is too much even for Jerry. Maybe so. I, you know, I, when, when people tell me that, you know, they're, they're religious, that's great. Like, I, I, I know religion brings great things to a lot of people. And, but when somebody tells me that they take... They're, they're a fundamentalist and they take they have fundamentalist interpretations of the Bible. I, I can't, I have a really hard time taking that as serious because of stuff like this. Uh, oh, well, hell yeah. That, I would be worried about their dads. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, is, is your father okay? You, you don't visit him very often, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, worry, I worry about the daughters too because when Lot, when Lot was it had the angels in his house and the people gathered outside and said, you know, hey, we want to have sex with your angel guests. 
Lot said, you can have my daughters instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's oh, not, God. Lot's not innocent here. He's <laughs> I, I wouldn't imagine anyone in this fucking book is innocent, but good God, what a family. What a family. <laughs> He was, and, and and it's it's a mob of people, right? It's not like a couple of people are like you have some you have some uh, sexy dudes in there. We should uh, sex it up some. And you're no, this is a mob of people who maybe, have like torches, you know, and they're maybe, they're they're demanding their sex. And maybe Lot, maybe Lot was aware of his daughter's voracious appetites, and he was literally just trying to sate them. <laughs> <laughs> If they're fucking their elderly drugged father, they, there's like an advanced level of nymphomania right there. Yeah. So I think maybe that mob is exactly what they needed for like the afternoon. Uh, they were repopulating, man. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> they're like, that means, wait, fruit? Wine's made out of fruit. Oh, yeah, we figured it out. We know what to do now. <laughs> oh my god well uh do do you have do you have any other stories to share with us today let's see uh there's jonah that's just kind of a petty asshole (laughs) so he's all told like all right go to nineveh which is like modern day iraq or something and he and God's like, go do that. We need to like convert some people. So yeah, yet again, God's trying to get that strong arm in. And so he's like, fuck that. And goes to Tarshish, tries to, in a boat with a bunch of dudes that are um, not uh, of his same religion, not Israelite, I guess it would be. And so then this is where the storm comes up and it's raging and they're all like, oh shit, what's going on? Let's draw lots. And then he picks the short straw so they know it's him and God's super angry. God's raging. Um, and Noah's or Jonah's just kind of like whatever for a little while. And then eventually he's like, okay, throw my ass overboard. It's me. But in between all of this, the people who weren't Israelite all of a sudden become God worshipers. <laughs> You're like, damn, this dude can, fuck up a mean sea man so then he's thrown overboard and the big the translation is actually fish but whale is more fun for people so that's what they do i mean i don't know that'd be one hell of a fish but either way he's in there and he's he writes this emo as fuck poem it's like ah the billows are washing over me and this I don't that, really and the trust, other thing i don't really trust the people who wrote this book to know the difference between a whale and a fish well yeah <laughs> you can't tell the difference between like a, a, a potential mate and their father no they're not, they're not gonna know that a whale is really a mammal they don't, <laughs> they don't know a lot about genetics is what i'm saying they sure don't they are um they also don't really have a whole lot of respect for human life <laughs> no or human dignity jesus christ what Freak show, yeah, man. Genocide, mauling children. Rape. Then, then the, whale, the whale ate him and spit him back up. Yeah, so he gets spit back up, and he and he ends up like in Nineveh, and God's like, "All right, like, go tell these assholes 
for like three days to follow me instead and all that shit and he's like okay fine and he goes through and then Wait, all of a sudden what's that Pinocchio was based on what's based on what is this what that thing in pinocchio is based on when a when a whale eats <laughs> probably i don't <laughs> jonah's like definitely like in the fabric of all sorts of culture and stuff because everybody's always like, oh, this is a cool little story, and it's like the shortest book, so it's the easy one to get. <laughs> we read we read uh, Jonah and the Whale in kindergarten, like a poem, like a long-form poem. It was, I mean, it was, it was more like nursery rhyming for kids, but I distinctly remember Mrs. Shackelford reading this. Kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah, so... So Jonah, this is where he starts to get even pettier. So it actually works. And, I, and he, the king even is in sackcloth and ashes. And they actually, it says this in the story, they get all the animals and put them in sackcloth and ashes too. <laughs> so it's like, it's super effective. And Jonah is just like, this is why I didn't want to fucking come here to begin with. I knew yo ass would be merciful and he's just so fucking pissed. <laughs> and so he's sulking and he goes outside and there's like a tree that God makes for him and stuff. And then he just keeps bitching. He just keeps bitching. And so God like makes this worm eat the tree and he's just sitting there baking in the sun. And that's how the story ends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you just, I, I, I think I have, I fell off at some point there. Okay, so he gets out of the whale. Yes. Uh, and he's like pissed at the king. So, And then the king is wearing... So he spits up... Uh, yeah? Jonah, or the whale spits up Jonah. And, and he he ends up finally going to Nineveh, the city he's supposed to go to to begin with. And God's pissed as fuck at the whole city. And so he goes around for three days. Not like he says, basically, fear the Lord. Something real fucking simple. And it works like miraculously almost. And that's where the king comes in. He's sitting there like in sackcloth and ashes. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that we put all our animals in sackcloth and ashes too. (laughs) That's what I don't understand. Why is the king wearing a sackcloth? And how do you wear ashes? Uh, I think you rub the ashes like on your head and stuff. It's like it's solemn, kind of like I'm so sorry, humility, something I'm rather. Garbage. Look at me. Okay. Well, the, the the ashes are the ashes. I I think if I you know if I remember correctly, which I probably don't. Whatever. But like, the, the ashes like, I thought were from an offering, yeah. like you burn a calf or a sheep or something, and then you take those ashes, and those are now like holy ashes, and you. You either like spread them on the threshold of like your door or you put them on your forehead and stuff like Simba, you know, the. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is, yeah. I'm still struggling. Like there's a gap in the story there where like the king is just showing up in these rags. And- oh yeah. That's the, so that's why Jonah right after is like, see, this is why I didn't want to come here. You let these sinners off the hook super easy so it's like it's probably intentional that it's just like three sentences and all of a sudden they've converted that's like that's the reason there's not much because it shows the absurdity what's that so so he's just bitter that god is not turning them all into salt or making them rape their fathers yes he, he was the only one that suffered like he's the one that gets thrown in for being a believer and then 
the people come off the boat, right? And, like, they go to the city, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's this crazy guy that almost killed us with his, like, Tempest God. And then Jonah crawls out of a fish's mouth, and they're like, oh, shit, that's him. Yeah. And then Jonah's like, hey, you guys, you got to repent now, or you're, you're going to pay. And he's, like, low-key threatening them. And they're like, oh, yeah, we just saw his God try to murder us all in the ocean, so you should listen to him. And Jonah's like, why the hell am I the only person being picked on? I'm supposed to be the messenger. <laughs> Except that he didn't want to be the messenger to begin with. <laughs> Dude, he's just oh, like, really? <laughs> no, yeah, that's why you, he tried to Jonah's head out the opposite way. direction. Jonah is and, getting his way too. He wanted them all to yep. like repent and convert. And then they're all like, you know what? You're right, bro. And then he's like, what? Yeah, he's like, fuck you. This was way I I knew God would make this too easy or something. I don't know. It's just like he literally gave he, you he goes back. He's he goes back and is like, see, this is why I left. That's not why he left. He didn't want to go do that shit to begin with. <laughs> and then he says, Well, the reason I didn't want to do that shit is because I knew you'd be too easy on him. <laughs> I I think Jonah's a very unlikable character. Oh yeah. I, this is that's why I bring it up because he outdicks God. It's just for a second, yeah. he outdicks God. And then oh, God takes away the trees leaning against. You know what? Fucking that's fi- that, that's actually a good punishment. That's one time God gives a good punishment. Yep. <laughs> I would agree. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. I'm, I'm shocked that God didn't like just turn him into brass and pain or something like that. <laughs> well, maybe that's why maybe that's why God is such a jerk to everybody else because he's like, I try to be nice to this Jonah guy, I try to make it easy for him. He didn't even have to do a week full work week, uh, you know, a full work week. And uh he was pissy with me, so I'm going to really just take it out on everybody else. <laughs> yeah, he was just chilling inside a whale for a bit. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. Jonah. Like a built-in heating system and everything. <laughs> oh, but what about the animals? Like, why were the animals wearing clothes? And <laughs> I don't know, but I must say that's one of my favorite parts of the story. <laughs> I have I have sweaters for my dogs, but it's more of a practical thing. I mean, we do buy them because it looks good, but and because you want to appease God, and, and, and because I want to appease God. That's the other reason. I, think I, I don't get it though. I, I get. I get that the king is showing humility by wearing like a potato sack, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I don't understand how – because the animals are kind of naked. So a a bag is is an upgrade. That's that's clothes at least, right? Yeah, that's true. What is the the symbolism of this? Is it that – is it like they're they're lowering the king, but they're also elevating the animals because they can't lower the king to be completely naked? I think it's like, highlighting uh, the absurdity. Because like, oh well, that it fucking does. <laughs> <laughs> doing a fine job of doing that. <laughs> I think it was just it's just trying to I be like. It was so effective that even the animals animals were <laughs> obeyed, or, or maybe they were like so afraid of God because the whole tempest thing. They're like, "Oh man, what else can we do to prove that we're uh, the animals?" Animals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't drown any of us, not even the chicken. And then it's kind of fucked up because there's probably goats that had the ashes on them that w- were made from fatted goats, dude. So damn, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, unless it was some sort of like 
hallucinogenic incense that got God high. Because of well, God crazy. definitely loves the smell of the shit that they burn for him. So you know, I mean, that, he's got to be smoking it. That was the thing that we talked about in the in the Gilgamesh episode too. Like uh, when uh, the guy Utnapishtim, um, uh, when he uh, the flood hero, when when he made a sacrifice in the end for the for the the old Sumerian gods, right? Uh, they flocked like insects to the sweet smell of the sacrifice. I think the gods like that. That's why we, they want us to burn sacrifices. They just like the smell of it. Yeah. So, like in pre Zoroastrian, it's called Aryan, but it's like the actual Aryans, not the motherfucker Nazi bastards. Um, precursor religion. They had this holy drink called Soma, and they would actually sacrifice that and drink it. And there's no one knows exactly what it is. There's a modern one, but it's kind of weak sauce and lame. Uh, but but they think the ancient one might have been some part like part marijuana part like opiate and maybe even like coke or something not something stimulant and i'm just like damn they must have partied but then they talk about sacrificing it too so the gods partied as well so they're yeah. they're, they're speedballing burning goat <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope I mean, it kind of makes sense to me. the gods make more sense to me if they view like life as a drug like they want us to burn each other and shit so that they can get high off of the fumes of cooking souls yeah gods yeah, make a lot much. more sense now <laughs> yeah you know i want i want to but i'm saying i get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that's interesting Oh, do you guys do you guys have anything else you want to add? Uh, I don't think so. No 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 more crazy crazy anecdotes. <laughs> None that come to mind immediately. <laughs> All uh, right, well, in that case, uh thank thank you for coming on. Thank you for having your wife on. Um and just yeah, thank you for blowing our minds with the insane shit that is in that book. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I had my Bible belt back up with my wife's <laughs> tradition there. Yeah. And if that's the good book, what's the bad book like? <laughs> oh, the bad book. Oh, oh that's your uh, science textbook that you get. Yeah, yeah that's the one that the doesn't book. tell you to rape your dad while he's asleep on the booze. <laughs> yeah, it might even imply that that's bad. Like, health class is probably also a bad book, and they tell you that's bad, so... <laughs> <laughs> This has been Moot. Please follow us on Twitter at the Moot Podcast and visit us at the Moot subreddit. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks.